0: Too loud, guys. Too loud, guys. Hello, and welcome to Too Loud, guys, the only music podcast with great sound. With me, Daniel Korn. And me,
1: Corey Gardner.
0: We're hanging out here. Corey, you have returned from your exile.
1: Yes, my exile to the United States of America. Move your microphone up again. Let me put this guitar down. Okay.
0: Sounds like a plan, bro. Bam! Bam!
1: We have microphones now. Yep, we a sure lot's do. changed since I've been gone. I know.
0: Um, yeah, so move your microphone up and then like tighten it on the thing, so that it's like a good level. No, on the it's the screw below that. You're not used to these screwy things. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now talk. Um, Sounds great. Know. You sound sexy. Thank you. Do you want to hear it in the microphones? Do you want to use my microphones and hear how good you sound? No, it's awesome. (laughs) It's so awesome. I don't want to. Fine. Anyways, yeah, man. So, how was your? How were your two trips? I think maybe we should just start with that, since I mean, obviously, that's the most interesting thing that's happened to you over the past two weeks.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I feel so awkward talking right into a microphone. Why? It's like it's just there. It's so close to my face. Yeah. Well, it's like it's trying to attack me. It is.
0: You got it. It's trying to attack you.
1: Uh yeah, though the trips were great. I went uh to the United States to see Further, which is uh the current touring incarnation of the Grateful Dead, and uh and Fish who are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it was lots of fun. Lots of fun was had. Lots of lots of jams, lots of funk, lots of hippies and tie-dye and sandals.
0: That's all you're gonna say about it? No, you had no. a you had a whole
1: trip. What was like, you know, like okay, so
0: let's go over the first trip first.
1: My chair's wobbly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that chair's broken. Oh, uh, okay. Um <laughs> you can get another one if you want. Eh, There's one it's behind. All good. You. Okay. Um Yeah, so like what? Let's go let's go with the first trip. Yeah, Where okay. did you go?
1: So uh two about 2 weeks ago. Well, 1 week ago, really. I went uh <clears throat> we went to we went uh, both weekends we went to upstate New York. The first weekend we were in uh Canandaigua one night seeing further and then we spent two nights in Saratoga to see fish. Um and we stayed that weekend we were staying at like family campgrounds, that were kind of that are owned by uh like one's COA, which is called camp which is Campgrounds of America and then some other sort of fancy family campsite. So that was really weird. It was a real sort of uh you know cuz Th- th- this past week we stayed at a farm where they let all the people going to the show stay at, so there's a whole bunch of hippies partying all night, but at these other campgrounds, there was just all these families, so everyone was just, like, you know, quiet by nighttime, and we were just kind of the only people there who were from the shows. Mm-hmm. Um...
0: Wait, so so like the people hadn't seen the shows; they were just like hanging out. Some the there
1: were a few people at the campgrounds who I guess were there for the shows, but it was mostly kind of families and stuff who just stay there with their uh, in their RVs and stuff, and they just live in their RVs. Crazy. It's weird because like they stay on these campgrounds, but they're still living with you know beds and TVs and everything. That is weird. It's it's totally bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So we went to see further, and you know, last year I went to see further in Bethel uh which is where i was this past weekend and i didn't really enjoy it too much and it sort of that sort of got me out of the grateful dead for a long time until i saw mo this past year you know which i talked about on the podcast which sort of like got me into uh i don't know what you want me to do (laughs) (laughs) i just like move your mic because you're moving like to the side so if you're gonna move to the side just like point
0: your mic in the direction that you would be moving in
1: okay yeah and uh and that kind of got me back into jam music, and that's when I started listening to Fish and sort of started getting back into the Grateful Dead. And uh, and so they actually put on a really great show with uh, a lot of deep jams, as our friends <laughs> refer jams. to them, because that's what they are. Just uh, the they really stray the path from the original songs and just go into a lot of pretty cool places. And Fish, comparatively with their jams, were almost a little disappointing because their jams are much less deep, and a lot more kind of, you know, they kind of keep the song a lot of the times, and they'll go into grooves, and that's often, you know, when they just kind of, like, let a groove stay for a bit. That's when they're at their best, but a lot of the time, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's always moving a bit too much and feels a bit too much, like, stadium-sized rock mm. music sometimes. But uh, but it was still so much fun. Like, Fish's first set was awesome, because they stuck a whole lot of covers in there. Yeah, I heard about and, that. And, uh, yeah, and so... You know, a, a big part of what got me into Fish in the First Place was their kind of cool selection of covers and y- we heard like everything we could have wanted to. You know, they did uh my favorite part was that they did Sabotage by the Beastie Boys of the encore and that got me so excited. I went crazy for that one. So that was sweet. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, pretty much lots of grooviness. And then uh and then this past weekend we went back up to Bethel to see Further again and uh and that was pretty cool too
0: what What was your what did you think was the better
1: or further set the first one yeah, yeah, why um i I was just more into it, I guess, and somehow we all kind of agreed on that. It was just uh, I guess it was just a vibe thing, you think it was worth going up that second time, yeah, it was still a fun weekend all right. It was worth going back and kind of going back to the campsite. We yeah, the, the, the farm last is year. kind of the cool. Yeah, exactly. The cool thing. The farm. We ate. Uh, Do you want to
0: go into the farm? I don't, I'm not sure if you explained the farm that
1: well. Yeah. Okay. So last year, when we were going to see further, I decided at one point that I didn't want to go anymore, and so I went online to see. Not even to sell my ticket necessarily, but to see it, it, like what people were kind of selling their tickets for and whatnot, like what amount of money people were selling yeah. tickets for. So I went onto Craigslist to look, and then I kind of inadvertently stumbled upon this campsite, this farmer that this guy Paul and his wife were running, and that they let people just come up and stay to when shows come into town. And uh, and so even though I w- wasn't planning on going anymore at that point anyway, I still gave this to my friend Tal and I to our friend Tal, and I was like you know, check it out. Maybe you guys could stay here. And then I ended up going on the trip. So I wound up staying at that farm. And so we went back again this year. And it's just, it's really cool, especially compared to those campgrounds, because it's much more, you know, freedom for all the people there. They can kind of do whatever they want. And the people owning it are totally cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, we bought a ton of meat from the guy. And so we ate like burgers made of deer. Cool. And we ate steak and we ate, Shoulder? I didn't eat any shoulder because at why? that point I couldn't eat more meat. Oh. we bought way too much meat. No, you didn't. We didn't you buy any the bacon. Right that was the most upsetting part. Was did he? Does he have pigs? Yeah. Mm, why didn't you buy any bacon? I think nobody asked, and I assume like, I guys like, "There's pigs on the farm. Obviously, he's making bacon." But they're like, "Nah, nah, he's not making bacon." But he was. He totally was making bacon.
0: Man, how would they not want bacon? That's so weird.
1: That yeah, was crazy. Yeah,
0: that place sounds really cool. I would I would never go to it because I would never go see a further show. Yeah, but
1: well, you can go see Dave Matthews Band (laughs) because they had those people there too.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I would I would check out that farm. The farm stand's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I'd like to go live there.
0: That guy emailed us a video of one of those goats being born.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Farmer Paul's It came. Yeah,
0: I've only seen it because it came to the band account. Like we've been like Tao was talking to him through the New Stems account. Mm -hmm. So and I get all of those obviously. And then there was just like, hey, here's a video of our goat being born. Isn't she beautiful? It's kind (laughs) of funny and cute. Yeah, it's like really adorable. It's really terrible at first because you just like watches a goat being born, and birth is a disgusting thing to watch. (laughs) But the goats are cute as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So once it you know doesn't have the blood on it anymore, it's pretty cute. Pretty good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, we uh we had some some adventures. See, I guess this past weekend was a lot more kind of mellow than the first weekend, and it's the one that's most fresh in my mind. Uh, The first weekend was a lot crazier, though, because we had to go uh you know we have to wake up the next morning to travel again to another city and uh, and each night we sort of except the last one we had our own car oh you know what actually it was only the first night but the first night we got really fucked and ended up having to possibly walk from the venue to the campsite oh i remember i've heard, I've heard this yeah, like, yeah and it would have taken us all night and we've met these cool people who gave us a ride there uh and uh and it was really great because uh it wound up being you know a few of our friends we got into one car with this with the girl who offered us the ride, which was really nice. And then me and our friend Jordan, who uh, uh, we, the two of us got into a car with her two guy friends who were there with her. And uh, and Jordan can be pretty nervous and like a twitchy kind of guy, and he really hate like he likes to kind of have control, uh, you know, of things when he can.
0: I find he's generally good at like meeting people, though. Like he's he's pretty like kind of out out. out um, what's the word? i'm looking for out out right outgoing oh yeah he's like, he's like a lot out of outgoing. time a lot of time he will go to parties and like introduce himself to everyone and yeah stuff. he he
1: can do that but then you start to notice when he's talking to new people that he can also be really awkward and really kind of like just sort of a lot of communication uh rifts go on when yeah. you listen to him talking to new people <laughs> and it's pretty funny but uh so we're in this car with these two guys who are probably like i assume the guy driving was so, you know intoxicated at least a bit okay. and he was like speeding real fast and the guy next to him was like blasting like Wu-Tang and Outcast. <laughs> and, and so I was just like man I'm in the right car <laughs> but I looked over Jordan and he was not in the right car I just saw him like I saw the look of terror on his face from the way this guy was driving Oh man! and I could just like feel it and I like I, I knew right before he grabbed my hand how he was feeling I was like it's well, okay yeah. man well I think I mean
0: I, I think the bigger thing is probably the driving because I know that Jordan especially like gets very nervous of course. when he no, is it driving it, Loud, and, gangster, and when, back when back other and father, people I mean. is dri- are driving too, like I, you know, as I said, I feel I feel like Jordan's pretty good with with new people, but he is like very bad with driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, it's just it's funny listening, like the way he'll have a conversation with someone. is kind of like he won't be entirely clear on what they're talking about. And so he'll end up kind of having a different conversation with them. And I'll be sitting there noticing that's what's happening, but I just, I don't say anything because I like to watch it play out rather than, because then I just end up being kind of awkward. No, I'm pretty sure he's talking about this. right? (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty funny. That was pretty sweet. And so at one point, uh, he was like, man, like you, because the, one of the dudes also happened to end up chopping us some weed, and so Jordan was like, "You guys are angels," and he said it at this perfect moment where the dude who uh, who was who chopped us and who was playing the gangster rap and stuff was like struggling to open some beef jerky. <laughs> 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 it was just, and it was just this perfect moment that would be like in a movie where like like I totally believed that they were like angels and that they were like this like Jay and Silent Bob type of like <laughs> angels, you know, the guys you least expect to be angels. You know, sitting there opening a beef jerky, splashing <laughs> like, yeah, wutang. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just kind of smiles like, <laughs> "Yeah, <up>. we know." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty. Did any other thing. mishaps happen after that? Um, I don't think so. Not so much after that. All right. Uh, some silly stuff happened, but nothing too much. There was this woman on the campground next to us who got real mad because we took these benches. Oh uh, yes, I heard yeah, about you this. heard about this one too. Yeah, it's, yeah, and she. Uh, and We took this bench because we thought it belonged to the campground. She got super pissed at us, and we were like, "We're sorry. We like we were gonna bring it back if we weren't supposed to take it. We just didn't know." And then later she came. She's like, "You know, I know I kind of overreacted. So you guys can take the bench and use it, but if if you do anything to it, if you take it, you know, use it for firewood or leave a mess on it or anything, I'll burn your tent down." <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> So you gave it back, I assume. So uh, yeah. I'm glad you realized you overreacted. Um <laughs> we no, we kept it because she offered it to us and it would right. have been rude not to. But then the next day we got our own little picnic bench and we gave it back to her. Yeah.
0: Scary. Yeah. Scary crazy women. Yeah. Um Yum. Don't eat the microphone. Something. No. Very bad. I'm hungry. Very bad. All yeah. right. Um did you did you
1: listen to any music while you were uh no music on this road trip <laughs> um, <laughs> Anything? maybe well uh yeah i listen to a lot of uh fish and <laughs> to get the grateful dead
0: So, so fish fans don't follow like the don't
1: listen to the band that you're seeing that night rule do they um not really further fans definitely don't you know with fish <laughs> it's harder to tell because there weren't really a lot of fish fans on our campsite in the first right. place uh, we were certainly listening to lots of fish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because people who are into the jam scene seem to usually be so heavily into the jam scene yeah, that, that those th- bands are most of what they listen yeah. to. That's yeah, that's sort of the weird <laughs> thing
0: I found. I find about the jam scene is like a lot of is like people who are really heavy into it listen to like five bands. Yeah, and that's it.
1: And I think a lot of it maybe has to do with them kind of, you know, the deeper they get into that stuff, the further away they tend to steer from any music that's a bit more kind of commercial or concise and so it just sort of becomes all they know and all they care about mm-hmm. so yeah so on the campground uh, in bethel like you're pretty much just listening to the grateful dead and further all day but then at night it was actually a nice a nice sort of change of pace because somebody whoever was in control of their music bless their soul was just playing uh you know, they played, like, Maggot Brain, like, the whole album. Okay. And then they were just playing a whole bunch of different, like, soul songs from that era and stuff. And it was pretty refreshing for all of us because it was the first time we've ever been on a campsite to see further and not be hearing that band. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Kind of glad I didn't end up going.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, at one point during the first Further show, I turned to Adam. I was like, man, Daniel would hate this. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but but it's pretty great i mean just just for you know even if you're not into the music like the musicianship itself is just i mean so i've good. seen
0: further before have you Yeah, Solomon Nativa.
1: oh yeah you did see further. i hated them yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. good yeah i, I especially I, I i think phil lesh is a is an amazing bass yeah. player um, yeah especially. their drummer's so good yeah too. really good drummer as well really good musicians definitely just yeah. like i don't like that band. yeah
1: for sure But yeah, Um, I mean, like I wouldn't mind seeing
0: fish like once. Yeah, fish are so. I would I would go
1: see fish once. You know, like further's a lot more like mellow and stuff, and but like fish is just this big party. It's so cool. They're so funky. Mm
0: -hmm. The Um, way the way Adam explained it to me was like on that trip, I would have not liked the music the first, uh, the first like the further show, but maybe would have liked the scene, maybe. Because it was all old hippies. I mostly hate old hippies. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean they're nice people. I think you probably would have. Yeah. Like there's this one guy who came up to us and was just chatted with us for a long time. Yeah. He wasn't that's cool. really a hippie. He was cool. just Kind of. A, yeah, yeah. 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 And then he said, and it. then he said,
0: but the second night I'd probably like like the music a little more, but then hate the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was all fucking sucks. bros and college people and like stupid assholes. Yeah. And
1: just kind of people who are there to party mostly. You know, it's yeah. kind of. Uh, to me, it just kind of felt a bit too much like like your average sort of toronto concert crowd except these people actually kind of want to have fun a bit more and are just sitting there with their arms folded Mm -hmm. but enough of them are that it still kind of felt that way uh but yeah i mean fish is definitely just the more kind of exciting show because they're just a lot more a lot more energy i guess
0: Mm -hmm. cool Uh, yeah um i saw a show this weekend oh
1: yeah you saw and so i watched you i afar. did i did that must have been awesome oh it was
0: amazing it was like probably the best show i'll see all year i don't think there will be a better one unless at shank or johnny foreigner come hmm. this year which either of them might but man those guys fucking rip it live yeah like they're crazy dudes fucking jumping all over the place and Jumping into the audience and ripping shit in the audience and, mm. like, that band is just pure power. Pure power! You'd like them. I don't know why you don't listen to them. I feel like you would like that band.
1: Yeah, probably. I-, I guess I often just have a hard time getting into that sort of, like, I don't know, mathy sound.
0: It's not really mathy. I wouldn't call it math rock and I wouldn't really call it post-rock either. Yeah. It's just, like, sort of, like, instrumental rock music. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's something you could get into.
1: Probably, I guess I've tended to like anything that sounds anything like it falls under those categories tends to just bore me for some reason. Mm.
0: All right. Anyways, that show was amazing. Um, yeah, opening bands were cool too. Who first were they? one, the first one was called Graze. They're like a Toronto sort of post-hardcore-ish kind of band, kind of mathy. Um, what with vocals, and that was what sort of turned me off. Like I thought their music was pretty cool, but their vocals were not great. Mm. Uh the guy sounded a lot like the guy from like Rise Against. Yucky. I don't know, Rise Against were an okay band for a little while, but yeah, I don't I don't really care about Rise Against. And I don't really care about their vocalists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that was a band called Zex Marquis, who are also, I think, on Sergeant House, which is the label that does and so I watch it from afar. And they were pretty cool. Uh I don't know where they're from. I think they've been tour I think they've been like doing this whole tour. And they're like a pretty cool band. Also, like, instrumental sort of math slash post-rock kind of band. I didn't like a lot of their tones. They have a keyboard player, which sometimes gets in the way.
1: Hmm.
0: And is a little cheesy. But generally, I thought they were like a pretty cool band. Very energetic and stuff. There's also a band after them that I ne- that we didn't see. They were called Indian Handcrafts. I don't know. A if band after, and so I watch it from afar? Yeah. So they weren't the headliners? No, they were the headliners, but there was still a band after them.
1: That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: It's sort of more like a... I don't know, because it was at the Horseshoe, so it was sort of more like a local show, like as it, like it was laid out like a local show, instead of like a, you know, a big concert, a big concert yeah. So, you know, the headliner goes on at like the best time, mm. which at this point was like 11.30 or something, and then there's like another band after that, for like, if people want to stay and party more.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I didn't see them, cause, <clears throat> and so I watched it from afar, finished at like 1, we need to get the subway home, and we were pretty tired from that show. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. Fucking great show. Fucking great band. Love that band. Next up is Toon Yards. August 1st. Oh, nice. Yeah. you can you to come
1: to that? Eh? Maybe. Hey? Hey? It's possible. You should come to that. I I haven't really decided yet. You, you should. I spent so much money it. these past Yeah, that's, that's a
0: good point. Yeah, on food and shit, that must have been.
1: Yeah. Food and mm. concerts and camps and drugs. Mm hmm.
0: Hood and and camps and drugs. That's good stuff. Thank you. You just we re- wrote a song. Yeah, we did. <laughs> right Pick right up that guitar, Corey. <laughs> um, all right. Well, did you Sound listen like to any Dick Kennedys? What's uh? What We're, did you listen to any recorded
1: music that was new? Um. Yeah. What'd you got? Um. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <Well, throat> I guess I'll start from before I went on the trips. Sure. So before I went on the trips, something that I was listening to. Was the whole Michael Jackson catalog. <laughs> I don't remember. Was how this I got maybe onto in that. preparation for the new Easy Star All Stars album? Nope. Okay. I don't think it had anything to do with that. All right. I don't remember what made me decide to give his catalog a re listen, but I did. And it's crazy how much recorded music he has.
0: Yeah, like, so did you go from like Jackson 5? Exactly, exactly. Because oh,
1: that, that's the stuff I like the best in his career anyway. Sure. Um,. So yeah, you know, Jackson 5 came out in the late 60s, and they were like this huge phenomena of a pop group. So Motown was pushing out their records so much. And Michael Jackson very quickly became the star of that group, so then they started pushing out solo records by him, too. So it's just all this crap from that era that came out. And then, after a while, when I guess Jackson 5 sort of wanted more creative control, that they weren't getting at Motown, as so many artists did, they fled the label. And and so and became the jacksons right and then the jacksons recorded a whole bunch of albums while michael jackson continued doing his solo albums and and that's when you sort of start to reach like you know the michael jackson pop star of the 80s era where he released off the wall and then thriller and then bad but throughout that time the jacksons were still releasing music that sounded a lot like kind of subpar versions of what michael jackson was doing as a solo artist so there's kind of all this stuff from the 80s that michael jackson recorded on that people don't really know is out there because the solo stuff was obviously superior but it's kind of cool to kind of, to hear you know, because he had this golden voice in the 80s and there's kind of all these recordings that have been left over of him singing with the Jacksons. And there are some, you know, some good tracks left over from those albums too that are pretty fun and funky. Are any
0: Jackson 5 albums good?
1: Not really. Not front to back. They all have a lot of great songs, but Jackson 5 are definitely a compilation group.
0: That's too bad. Ah, yeah. I guess it's not really that bad. I guess if you just get a good compilation. Yeah, like exactly. Solid, like
1: a lot of pop groups. But I was always hoping,
0: because I love their singles. Yeah. Like their big ones, especially, yeah. I think are amazing. I, I for me, songs. the
1: biggest <laughs> problem with their albums comes down to too many ballads, because when they're playing upbeat songs, they're always really fun, even if they're kind of disposable, mm-hmm. but their ballads just get really boring. Right.
0: All right, so what about his like solo albums?
1: Yeah, so I've always kind of uh been most partial to off the wall, which is the one that has wannabe or it has a, uh, you know what what the hell is this? Oh, song called? um Yeah. <laughs> Don't start to get Don't Stop to get enough, enough yeah. right. So has that and has like a few other big hits and it's sort of where he you know, became this like, you know, big crossover success and stuff. Uh and Thriller I've always kind of liked, but always thought was a little overrated. And I remember, not really I remember you wall. feeling tepidly about, yeah. about and thriller. I continue to feel that way, but its best material is his best material by far. Right. It just has some more kind of boring stuff. And Bad I never got into, but Bad's pretty cool too. It kind of feels a lot like, you know, it's it is exactly what it is, which is kind of... You know, trying to make the most of the success of thriller and not really deviate from that formula too much. So it, it does wind up inferior, but it has some pretty cool songs in it too. And it's kind of where the whole Michael Jackson going crazy phase begins. Because that's when
0: he started like getting more white. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look
1: on that album cover, he looks kind of like a white person.
0: Mm-hmm. So you didn't listen to anything past that?
1: Mm, I did. I tried listening to the album he made in the early 90s, Invincible, which gets a pretty good rep and it's kind of his. uh. You know, New Jack Swing album. Yeah, but uh, I, found I only it recently boring. found out what
0: New Jack Swing was. Yeah, New Jack Swing is a weird genre because to me, it just like it just sounds like pop music from the late '80s and early '90s. Like, yeah, well,
1: it's really just r- contemporary R and B.
0: Right. Yeah, I just I remember there was there was one guy at my internship who was like really into New Jack Swing.
1: Mm. It's a weird genre mm. to be into because there wasn't really. Like, it wasn't, like, a big movement or anything.
0: I guess it wasn't that he was into it so much as, like, he w- he made music and he was, like, he was like, yeah, I want to make a new Jack Swing song <laughs> or album. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. It can
1: sound like cool stuff, but that Michael Jackson's album sounded pretty bland to me. Yeah. Um. Cool. What else? You got anything else? Um. Yeah, so then after the trip, when I got back home, I uh, listened to... It's funny actually how I got how I got onto this album. It was uh I was just on Sputnik's homepage and somebody for some reason there was something about this uh this one like forum post that like just seemed that that made me want to click it and it was just like lyrics to this song and uh and I copied and pasted and put it in my Google and found it was a song by American Football. Okay. So I downloaded their album and listened to it and it's really great stuff. American Football are one of the many offshoots of you know emo legends from the 90s, Cap'n Jazz. And uh, American Football, I don't even know which members. It might be the guitarists. yeah it's, it's,
0: it's really hard to track that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's easy in that like you can just open up a booklet or look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. But it's hard in that like it's just hard to keep track of which members of Cap'n Jazz are in what. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there's a so lot it, of it Jazz It definitely isn't
1: the singer because it definitely isn't his voice. But otherwise, it's probably some other members. And it's just really great sort of, like, 90s mellow emo music. Uh, But it has, like, a lot of unique kind of, you know, sounds on it that it doesn't really sound you know derivative of a lot of that other stuff and one of the most unique features of it i think that i find really interesting is that there's like a lot of horns throughout Mm -hmm. like there's like just like little like trumpet and saxophone parts in the album that just kind of like give it a really different kind of atmosphere
0: yeah um you showed me some of that stuff and i haven't downloaded it yet but i I do want to check that out um where to me yeah it sounds like a lot like you know this is a captain jazz offshoot like it sounds a lot like joan of arc um,
1: yeah, kind of a bit more mellow though. No, John, John, John Vars still, is a really mellow band. Hmm. I guess they kind of are. I still—they totally are. To me, they—they they seem to be. You know, from I've only listened to Life Like, which yeah. is their most recent album and it seems to be mellow in the same kind of way Captain Jazz were where it's still a very aggressive kind of mellow. Oh,
0: cuz they're I've listened to their first two albums and those two albums are not not aggressive at all. Mm, yeah. Um but yeah, those horns were really interesting. And actually um Empire Empire did it on their new like they came with a 7-inch at some point last year where one of the songs had like some trumpet and trombone on it and I thought it was really cool and I thought that was like the first time they ever did it or the first time like anyone ever did that in like an emo band. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, I, think f- football, I think that's I think that's a it?
1: 14 years ago. Yeah, it's it's
0: a sound that kind of amazingly works. Like it yeah. feels like it shouldn't. Like horns and emo music doesn't feel like a thing that should work, mm-hmm. but it totally does. Yeah. It it's totally pretty does. cool.
1: But yeah, it's just nice because it kind of, you know, as much as the music is very melancholy, it also has a very kind of summer mood just because it's so mellow sounding. Uh yeah. So, otherwise Well, I guess I've mostly just kind of been listening to jam music otherwise yeah, sure. like fish do this really cool thing called live fish downloads which i'm sure you obviously know about yeah where basically they have you know r- they record every show and like you know i guess to sort of to sort of like you know make, render bootleggers uh unnecessary i suppose and to let the people kind of have high quality versions of their recordings so they record every show and then you can go on there and buy it but if you were at the show you get a little code on your ticket and you can get you can download the album for free so i've kind of just been listening to the shows i was at a lot reliving the memories
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god um cool i listened oh did you hear there's there's a couple new tracks out did you see this on sputnik there's a new Green Day track. Yeah, let's do to it today. What'd you think of it? It was awful. I also thought it was awful.
1: It sounded like exactly what I expected it to sound like, which is Foxborough Hot Tubs. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Foxborough Hot Tubs and it's so long. Yeah, it's it like was 5 too long. minutes long and yeah. it's like
0: really <laughs> it has simple. Nothing happens it's like in really it at yeah, all. really
1: simple chords where nothing happens. Yeah, and like as much as he was, you know, they were trying to talk about how it's like you know, return to raw roots or whatever. Well, they're trying to it bring still it back. So
0: polished. Well, they're trying to like they're like yeah, it's like power pop. Yeah. Um, which I guess it is. Yeah, it's just really but bad it's power. Really pop. boring, insipid shit.
1: Yeah, it's a shame because I was there was still that tiny part. Yeah, of me I was. That was I, I was really home.
0: curious. I'm like, oh, like I'll st- maybe still download it. Yeah, I probably will actually. I, I probably will, probably will but I won't it. like it.
1: Yeah, I bet you I indication. won't like
0: any, like any of these albums that come out. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to download them anyways, probably. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious enough about Green Day. Yeah. Speaking of Green Day, I guess, I downloaded their discography, which I uh, I did not have on my iPod. And there's a couple albums that I've never listened to by Green Day. And I'm a huge Green Day fan, mm-hmm. at least like up to and including American Idiot. But I never listened to the first two albums, which I still haven't listened to, so I don't have anything to say about them. But I did finally listen to Insomniac, which is nice. an album that I never listened to. How'd you like it? I think it's a really good album. Yeah. Um I guess the weird thing for me is like it's very similar to how I felt about um listening to like the Ramones' other albums, where like that album kind of just sounds like Dookie again. To me it it's a little
1: there's a little bit more experimentation on it. Exactly. It's just a, a bit little more bit. interesting than Dookie. And they just sound a little bit like it just has a bit more edge to it than Dookie did. It sounds a Maybe bit, bit poppy.
0: A little bit, but I think what you trade off there is that the hooks aren't as good on it. Mm-hmm. But it still has some not as memorable. That are so good. Yeah, it has some great ones. But uh, yeah, so like, it's it's one of those things where like I thought it was really good, but I, am I ever going to listen to it over the Green Day albums that I love at this point? Mm. I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, I
1: guess I've always been partial to Insomniac since right. I bought it on CD. So for me, that's always kind of like the one I would revisit.
0: Right. Yeah, there's some really good songs in there. Like, isn't uh, she on that?
1: No, I think she is on Dookie actually. Uh. The The hit on Insomniac is uh, Brain Stew. Yeah, it was
0: Brain Stew, which is a derivative but really good song. Yeah. I've always really liked that one. And it has Jaded on it, too, following it up, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. there was something else. Oh, Sassafras Roots, is that on that album? I thought Dookie, too. Fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why can't I think of anything that was on that album? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I know that
1: there are songs on that album that I know
0: like pretty well.
1: But See, I think part of the thing with Insomniac for me is that maybe even because... Because it doesn't have all those singles, that's also part of why I've always been partial to. Is that like it has all this kind of like new stuff to listen to? As Dookie is, you know, half singles that's true. But on
0: the way, it was funny because on the way to Tenacious D, I was in Sammy's car and and I decided to put on Dookie, and like we ended up listening to that whole album all the way through. And man, that album's fucking good. Dookie, I think, is so good. Like it, it just the way all the songs run into each other. Like it's, it's one of the most well-paced albums I've maybe ever heard, especially for like a punk band. Mm-hmm. Where it's very you know that's a very hard thing to do since you know three chord kind of songs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I then just like hooks on every song, fucking great. Like that album, you know, it made me think about like how Green Day sort of were like a new Ramones. Yeah. When they started, you know, like same deal, like very simple chords and shit. A little bit more, a little bit like newer. You know, some intricate bass lines, mm-hmm. especially, but like not. Yeah, but like sort of simple songs just like with really good melodies. Yeah. Yeah, and they it, totally were the 90s yeah, version of the Ramones, which is pretty cool actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Um that's one of the other things about New Green Day is that Mike Dirnt doesn't have any good bass lines anymore. I don't know what happened, but like all he does they is just follow sound tired All he does is follow the guitar now. Like he never does anything cool and like his bass parts are so memorable and like he's yeah. a great bass player. He used to groove pretty hard. Yeah. And fucking, like, he was really creative, really interesting lines. Sort of, like, I would compare him to sort of, like, a Chris Novoselic kind of bass player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. A lot of that sort of, like, weird parts that you would never think would work but totally do. Mm -hmm. And now he just sort of, like, follows the guitar, which is really fucking boring.
1: Maybe it's not even him playing.
0: (laughs) Maybe. No, it probably is. Yeah. Also, Mike Durant seems like the smartest person in that band. He's the only one who never wore eyeliner. <laughs> or at least in the pictures I've seen recently, he does not wear eyeliner. Like, he was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Which I, I back. Um
1: Yeah. Like it seems like he should have gotten kicked out for that. So <laughs> they're like You're not going to wear eyeliner. You go, That's like a member of Kiss not putting on the makeup. <laughs> Can't do well, that. Well, he still
0: put on, like, the uniform. You know, like, he would still wear, like, the fucking black yeah, button I guess downs so. and red tie or whatever.
1: The Hot Topic. Yeah. Outfits. Yeah, the Hot Topic look.
0: My turn seems like a cool guy, though.
1: Yeah. seems that right? Yeah. Plays in a crappy band.
0: Yeah. Shame, man. I guess it had to happen. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't hopeful about it, but I kind of wanted it to be good. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know?
1: I like Green Day a lot. I want Green Day to be a good I band. Was, I was just so upset right away when I was like, yep, sounds like
0: Foxborough Hot Tub. When it first started, I was like, okay, okay, this could go somewhere. And then it didn't go anywhere, and I was like, okay, this is a lot like Foxborough Hot Tubs. You're <laughs> right. Um. yeah so that's too bad
1: yeah did you listen to any of the other new songs yeah there was
0: the uh, the XX song did you see
1: that I didn't oh, oh really yeah I don't know how I missed it yeah there's
0: a new XX song that just came out it's called Angels
1: does it sound like the first album yeah pretty much sweet that's um, all I want yeah it, I just it, want more of the same
0: it honestly yeah it really just does sound like that like it's funny, because they were talking about having all of this, like, like they were like, it's not going to be like the first album. Oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. have all this, like, electronic influence, and it's going to be, like, influenced by dance music and shit. And it's not really, like, it really just sounds like their first album. Which, you know, uh, yeah, which, again, like, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I think you can go two albums with the same sound, and then you have to move on after that.
1: Unless your name is ACDC or Motorhead. <laughs>
0: yep, that's true. That's true. I mean, even AC/DC. At least ACDC had like a singer switch. Yeah, you know? because they had to. Yeah, yeah, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that
1: next, song, it's, it, was, it
0: was really good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But cool, it does sound a lot like the first album.
1: Yeah, new um, greened track is the only new song that I listened to. But I know there was also No Doubt. I didn't listen. What? to What? Oh, one. I didn't see that. Yeah, the new No Doubt track. Nah, that's out. probably shit. Probably.
0: Um, did you listen to the Gambino mixtape? I haven't I haven't listened to it yet.
1: Not too much yet. I listened to only a bit of it and I was I found it really obnoxious, so I Isn't Rizz on
0: on a thing though, right? Yeah, he is. It's cool.
1: There's a lot of cool guest spots on that yeah. album. But you know, it's just like there were a few times where Childish Gambino as a rapper was making me like, "All right, all right, this is pretty cool." And, like there were some solid beats, but then there were just a lot of those really annoying choruses where Childish Gambino just loves to pretend that he's one of those stupid swag rappers that you hear on the radio and yeah. and then it just makes me tune out alright fair enough
0: I, I haven't listened to it yet so I have no opinion
1: I also uh, I listen to a bit of Some Nights by Fun oh yeah that's awful you hate it? it's so bad right on like the, first, the intro is really promising cause the intro does sound a lot like Queen yeah and it's pretty cool but every song after that just made me feel really annoyed oh no
0: I really like it I like that album except for those two songs that I hate
1: yeah yeah, you know, I found it so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was, as
0: I said, like you would either—I wasn't sure if you would really like
1: it or like fucking despise yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm surprised because I thought I'd end up liking it. Yeah, but we—I didn't. Yeah, it's you know not for um, everyone. And there's this other new album that I listened to a bit of. At least I haven't really listened to too much of it yet. But I was—I saw it on the Sputnik homepage, and it's this, a really interesting thing. It's this band called Panopticon, who are an American black metal band, and uh, from 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 the south maybe from Kentucky and this album is called Kentucky and it's sort of his uh, you know because it's a one man black metal band like every American black <laughs> metal band sure. uh, which is weird like why does that happen? I-, I think it has a lot to do with Burzim I think Burzim being like an influential like, figure. Like he in had a black drummer metal. at least. No, no, it was just him. Oh, was he playing He the drums did everything, that? yeah. Oh, okay. He's too much of a misanthrope. And I think that's part of it too, is that like, if you're playing black metal, maybe you're a misanthrope. You just don't <laughs> want to play with other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this album's cool because it's a blend of black metal with bluegrass. Cool. But it's really ineffective because, because it, they're sort of. Uh, You know the bluegrass parts are kind of almost more like interludes between the black metal songs. It all sounds sort of like your usual atmospheric black metal songs, with occasionally like little bits of like you know folky instrumentation in them. But it just becomes really atonal because of that, and like it's hard to listen to. So you
0: just feel that's that's interesting that you'd say call it hard to listen to, considering like you are into black metal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you're into black metal, it's like very you know finding other black metal hard to listen to is like yeah quite a slight it's not know? hard
1: to listen to because of the metal though it's hard to listen to because right. of the way the bluegrass is incorporated to me it just made it sound really like it just didn't belong there
0: so ineffective you yeah. feel generally
1: yeah i want to listen to it some more because it's such an interesting idea like it got me hook line and sinker as mm-hmm. a concept but musically it uh, it wasn't working out for me all right
0: um there was something else what did I just talk about? I talked about the XX, you yeah. talked about Panopticon, you talked about fun. Oh yeah. I wanted to bring it back to AC D C because I did listen to I didn't listen to Highway to Hell, but I listened to the first half of Highway to Hell.
1: Nice. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: None of the other songs are as good as Highway to Hell. Like Highway to Hell is a fucking awesome Highway song. Highway to Hell
1: is the best song on that yeah, album. Yeah, and like nothing
0: else, like there's other good songs on them, but like none of them are as good as Highway to Hell.
1: Yeah. I that uh, that album from interesting. the first thing. Uh, you know, because ACs were kind of, you know, like this great '70s hard rock band and stuff, and they were like really underground until Highway to Hell came out because their music wasn't really available outside of Australia right. for a long time. And well, uh, there was a U.S.
0: version of High Voltage, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, but I don't know when it came out. I don't know if it came out when they were actually still around. Like it might have come out just kind of like a bit after they released it in Australia, but I think it still took at least a while before the international version started, started existing. Uh, but yeah, so highway to hell is really kind of the point where they were becoming, you know, much less of a kind of like punky raw blues rock band and more, you know, making their, you know, taking their signature sound and just making it a bit more arena friendly kind of. And, uh, you know, it's where they started working with Mutt Lang, who obviously is a huge arena rock producer. And uh, and then Bon Scott died right after that, and they had been working on this new album, which ultimately became Back in Black with Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. And that album really just kind of makes Highway to Hell sort of like pale in comparison, because Back in Black is just the perfect encapsulation of ACDC as an arena rock band, and it has all their best songs and whatnot. So it makes me revisit Highway to Hell probably the least of all of their albums Mm. because that one's so much in the shadow of Back in Black, whereas everything before Highway to Hell still had a much more distinct and kind of like, you know, authentic feel to it.
0: Yeah, right on. I picked up Black and Black because I was at this record store. You mean Highway to Hell. Right, Highway to Hell. Because I was at this record store that's like right near Sonic Boom at like Bathurst and Bloor. It wasn't actually a record store. It was a place for like mostly vintage clothes, but they had this whole record and comic book section. Hmm. They have this guy who like goes in and, and sells records there. And they have like a lot of really fucking cheap records there, like a lot of classic stuff for really cheap. They had Destroyer there for like five bucks. Oh, why didn't you buy it? I was thinking about buying it for you, but then I didn't. You should have. I didn't have have that much money on me. I only had twenty five bucks on me, and I got I got uh, Are We Not Men? We Are Devo, which uh, and the vinyl is like marble and tie dye. Uh, Pretty cool. Uh, I got Let It Bleed, and then I was like, I've always I should maybe try getting into ACDC. They also had this other really cool Kiss vinyl that was like it, like all the writing was in like Japanese.
1: Oh, was it harder than hell? Maybe because that one, like harder the than hell? yeah. Okay, so yeah, because it's like it's the cover was inspired by manga and stuff. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There was
0: also like this really interesting Beatles vinyl that was just like Beatles ballads. It's like it's called uh, love songs. No, I think it's just called like the Beatles ballads. Hmm. And It sort of has like this really interesting like European sort of art um, drawing of all the Beatles on the front. And it's like out of print. Like I think he was selling it for like thirty bucks or something. It's like mm. a really pretty rare thing. But yeah, that guy apparently comes in like every week and has new vinyls. And like, I mean, they're all used. Do so you think he goes
1: out to places to get them and bring them, or you think it's his collection? I
0: think it's his collection. So he just brings in stuff. We should go down there one time. Like, yeah, he has—he cool. has like maybe like three crates of vinyls. Mm. Like, it's not—it's not a whole lot. I see. But like, he has really good prices and a lot of like classic albums for for good shit. Yeah. For good prices. The problem is you can't haggle on them. Mm. Cause like it wasn't part of the store, right? I tried to, didn't work. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I also listened. I listened to. Um, Stop eating your microphone. I can't help it. <laughs> Stop it.
1: It just feels like the thing to do because it's right in front oh. of me.
0: <laughs> um. I listened to M83's album. Oh hurry yeah, up, how's hurry that? Hurry up, we're dreaming. Mm-hmm.
1: It's okay. Yeah, I think I tried listening to it once and couldn't get into I it. I mean, it, it's
0: fucking hard, man. It's that album's really long. It's mm-hmm. two it's a two disc album and well, every song sounds kind of the same. It's all like, you know, it's all like 80s pop music and shit. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I heard one song off there that I really liked.
0: Yeah, I actually like I dig it. I think it's a good sound. I just I can't hold that attention for that long, yeah. you know? Um I can see why people really got into it, I guess. Uh and I like it. I I think it's a good album for I didn't listen to the whole thing cuz yeah. it's man, it's fucking impenetrable. But it's a pretty cool album. It's like it just sounds really good. Really good sounding. Good songs, generally. Uh, You know, a lot of that stuff sounds sort of like the stuff that I like from Passion Pit. (laughs) So I'm like immediately predisposed to like it. Sort of this like kind of synth poppy sound. But a little bit more less like poppy and optimistic.
1: Yeah. They seem to be a bit more kind of... uh,
0: A little bit more down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, a little bit. Which is funny because a lot of that album is like them being like, hey, we should all get together and party. Wouldn't that be sweet? Hmm. A lot of like... Man, youthful, sweet, awesome. Stuff.
1: I feel like that says something about our generation though. <laughs> maybe. We sort what do of you like think? you know, we wanna you know, we talk about optimism and partying, we're yeah. still all wrapped in kind of melancholy. Maybe, that's true.
0: That's that's pretty astute. And I feel like maybe that's why a lot of people connected with that album so heavily last year when it came out. Like yeah. that album was pretty clear pretty critically acclaimed. I think it was Sputnik's f- top top of the year. Hmm. I think. So yeah, I mean I get it. I get it. Um, that was going to lead into something, but I don't remember what, (laughs) so yeah, I don't know, do you have anything else,
1: um, nothing in particular, do you have any news, cause I don't, nah, me neither, well shit man, there's nothing, cause nothing happens in the world of music, no, you're right, just just holograms, oh, yeah, I feel like like Passion Pit's album
0: might be out. Because I remember, I think it was supposed to come out in July. Hmm. It might be out. I, sh- I need to look to see if Passion Pits album is out already. Anyways, yeah, man. it's we, We're only 45 minutes in. That's pretty short.
1: Yeah, that's all right, though.
0: It's your return, though. It should be glorious. a
1: bite-sized episode. <laughs> glorious. Ah. Can talk about what I've been reading. Do it. Do it. <laughs> what um, have you been reading? I've been reading The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe. How's that going? That's pretty cool, actually. It's really interesting because, uh, you know, basically, you know, Ken Kesey, the guy who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Neil Cassidy, the guy who was in all of the beat writers' books and stuff, kind of, uh, you know, were around for the scene with this, uh, you know, of all kind of like, you know, everybody sort of, you know, LSD was this whole new thing and everyone was taking it for the first time and uh, and they had this band of merry pranksters Who're going around pranking people, and so Tom Wolfe is this journalist who kind of got to, and th- this is the strangest part to me that the whole time there was this journalist there jotting down notes. But Electric
0: Kool Aid Acid Test is like a work of fiction, right? Like they don't, or sort of like no, it's-ish. it's very like, or like
1: he changes the names, or it's like probably mostly no, no, the names are all their real names. Oh, like, I think, I thought like, they it's nonfiction. Else it's to labeled as nonfiction, and I'm quite sure it is nonfiction, but it's very sensationalist, so it's hard to. To kind of figure out where that line is. It's Gonzo. gone what he's saying that's real and what isn't. It's yeah, you could say so, I suppose. But not really. <laughs> Why? Um. Well, because because it is still nonfiction. It, it, there is still like, you know, he refers to Ken Kesey as Ken Kesey and right. so forth. All right. Um, Do you like that book? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. There's some interesting stuff.
0: You're not through it, I assume.
1: No. But I was reading it like on the ride and stuff. Um... But yeah, it's just cool because uh, you know, we uh look back on that era of the hippies and whatnot and really kind of romanticize it all. But then when you're reading the stuff he's writing, it's we romanticize it because it was romantic for them. They were in the moment romanticizing it all because every like, you know, it was this like, you know, they recognized that like that this was a big kind of change in the tides and You know, it was kind of the first time that the youth were kind of really, you know, splitting apart from authority and kind of like going on their own path and whatnot. And, uh, you know, like the Grateful Dead were obviously kind of a big part of that era and they played all those acid tests and stuff. And you just kind of realize that like, you know, it isn't only with hindsight that you realize that rock music and like society as a whole were changing, but that they knew it at the time. And that's why it changed, because they were Mm. pushing for that change. So it's pretty cool. All right. And and, and that's part of what's sweet about seeing further too is it's kind of like, you know, when you think about like the fact that they were one of the first psychedelic bands, you know, they were recording psychedelic music in 1966 and they were kind of around from the beginning and like they have nothing to prove anymore. They've been playing for so long, but they still get up there every night and play like huge sets with all these, you know, and it's clear that they're doing it, you know, because they want to do it, because they want to keep playing together because there's always, you know, new kind of paths for them to take. As as musicians, they're still kind of exploring their music together. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's an interesting
0: thing. I I feel like it's just like you know those guys played for such a long time. It's like you can't just stop. Yeah, you, you just can't. Just been that's been your life. Yeah, How do you it's stop true. after that, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. There's actually something that I did find kind of touching when um when further played when I saw them was it which, Phil's donor rap? What?
1: Phil Phil at the end does a donor rap where he talks about, like, you know, being an organ donor and stuff, Um, how this kid saved his... May...
0: I don't think he talked about that. No, he he does at the
1: end of every show. He definitely
0: did. Oh, true. Yeah. Either way, well, he, he just said something, like, when he was, like, he was, like, listen, I know I'm, like, pretty old, it's, like, the fact that I'm up here playing is kind of amazing, so, like... Like, the fact that I'm even alive to be able to do this is kind of cool, so thanks, guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Which I thought was, like, have, pretty yeah. touching. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 did, I did... Well, yeah,
1: that must have been his donor rap, because he always talks about the fact that, you know, it's thanks to this kid who, you know, decided to be an organ donor that he got an organ and was able to keep living, and, you know, he, like, owes his livelihood and that, the livelihood of eight other people who also, you know, I guess, sort of, like, got some of this organ... Um, you know, Man, donor kid. rap,
0: donor rap should be the name of a hip hop album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd
1: be pretty funny. That would be good stuff. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, it's just cool because you know, I guess, kind of whether you're into the music or not or whatever. It is just you know, for all these people. Firstly, it's just like a lifestyle when you're at a further show, and that's kind of interesting in itself. But on a strictly musical note. You know, it kind of just reminds me, you know, consistently, other than further last year, every time since Mo that I've seen a jam band play live, it's reminded me of, you know, what I love about music so much and what excites me about music and, you know, musicians who are so in tune with each other and, you know the spark and spontaneity of live performance and that I feel that something that people who listen to a lot of jam music maybe forget sometimes is that you can find that in any group of kind of genuine musicians yeah. when you see them perform live and you know what these guys are just so happens that there's that special element to that. They're actually improvising, but a great rock band on stage—it should kind of feel that way. It should have that same level of spontaneity, where even though you and they know where it's going next, you should almost be surprised with where it goes because of that level of. Well, I think that's.
0: I think that's part of, um, part of what makes a good live band good is like it, it's similar to to like a good stand-up comedian. Like a good stand-up comedian, you know. Let's say one that has most of their material worked out, like someone like Seinfeld or yeah. or Louis C.K. or or whatever. Like someone who does not really improvise on stage. Like, what makes those guys successful is not feeling like they're giving you material. Like mm-hmm. they feel like they're just kind of talking to you. Yeah. It doesn't um, feel stale. Yeah, and I feel like a good live band is the same way. Like or a good live band, like if you have have seen a lot of concerts like I have, I was actually thinking about this at so at And so I watch you from afar, which cause that was like Probably the show. That was like the first show I've been like really, really excited for in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And probably one of the first shows. I mean, there's a really interesting thing that happens with like instrumental music when you see it live because it's like you don't have any lyrics to sing. And I sometimes feel. weird at shows with bands that have lyrics because I, d- I don't pay attention to a lot of lyrics so i don't have anything to sing and everyone else does so it feels kind of weird and i feel kind of isolated yeah. but at an instrumental concert you don't have any lyrics to sing to so like and i'm really good with remembering music so like it's awesome for me because everyone is just doing the same thing that i'm doing yeah. and that's a lot of fun
1: do you sing along and like whoa, 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 whoa. I, I do a little bit like
0: but more yeah. to myself yeah. um yeah, and uh, and I just think there's, like, a very raw energy there. Where, like, all there is to do is, like, jump and react to it and dance and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was one of the first shows I, I, that's been to in a while where, like... You know, every time I go anywhere, even though I'm really excited to go there, I always, like, immediately before be like, fuck, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I do that with a lot of concerts, and I'm like, I feel so lazy. I don't yeah. want to go downtown right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel that at all with this concert, and it was like, really pet me up, and I was just like enjoying myself so much, and I haven't really had a point where I've been like, in the moment you know, at a concert so much because I've sort of, you know, I've reached a point now where, like, I'm so, I'm, I've I've pulled back the curtain so far that there's, like, a bit of a lack of mystery mm-hmm. and a lack of sort of th- that spontaneity that you're talking about or anything that seems like spontaneity. So I think a good live band does that really well of, like, you know that they have their whole set planned out. But it's when it feels spontaneous that it works really well and it mm-hmm. still feels like they haven't done this show every night for the past month or whatever, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting actually you're talking about kinda of like being in the moment and stuff and, you know, pulling back the curtain and whatnot, because uh, you know, one thing when you uh when you have L S D in your head a lot <laughs> you get a lot you get a lot of time to think about that kind of stuff and kind of, you know, the moment and uh, you know, how I feel you know, I wound up I wind up kind of uh doing a bit too much of thinking about like our generation and shit and like you know I hate being that kind of like you know old 20-year-old grandpa but <laughs> yeah you know, I know what you mean but it's just kind of and and it makes me think about Chuck Klosterman a lot actually particularly you know the book I'm reading you know by him right now where it's kind of a lot oh, of But did you not about, finish that? Uh, no, not yet. I just haven't really gotten back to it in a little while. You must while. be like really close to it. Though, yeah, right? I'm in the la- I'm on the last uh essay. Yeah. Um but you know it just kind of You know, there's so many layers of irony in everything that you know. You gotta peel back those layers, and like, it's so hard to kind of figure out what is sincere and what is real to you. And we're always stepping outside of our own experiences rather than actually just being in them. And I think, you know, for instance, like one indicator of that is the way that like a lot of people I know, myself included, will often be so hung up on the results of something rather than the process of it. Yeah. And so, you know, instead of thinking, for instance, About, you know, just actually, you know, I think meditation is a great example because if you're going to just sit and meditate, you just sit and do it and be there in the moment. But, you know, I think like I have a friend who was talking about it and was worried about whether or not it's going to do anything for her. And I said, you know, it's not about that. You can't sit and think about what's going to happen after the meditation that defeats the entire purpose of the meditation itself. Mm. And I think that's kind of a metaphor for a lot of uh, a lot of things where we value, you know, what's going to come as a result of this, instead of actually just being there for it and allowing whatever to come to be, so mm-hmm. um, I just find
0: that I, a lot of the time, like when I'm at concerts, I'm so into like analyzing shit, right? Yeah, that it's like it's very hard for me to just be like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy it. and it's this show outside of yeah
1: of you having that experience and you're watching yourself and watching everybody around you.
0: Yeah, and those are the shows like I really like. A lot more is the ones where I'm able to go outside of myself, or 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 stay inside of myself. I guess yeah. like oh, and so I'll watch you from afar, or like real big fish, which I went to. Like those are the shows that I love. Like those are the shows that last with me, where it's just like a great time. We are not being analytical. Yeah, I'm not being yeah. analytical. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just like, holy shit, this is awesome, and that's yeah. kind of the only thing going in my head.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On the bus back from uh from this past week's further show, the bus driver played all of the super tramp album breakfast in america and it was so awesome because i guess you know most of the people on that bus probably uh, didn't care because they all just wanted to hear the dead all day but like you know tal and i were just like singing along to every song and it was so powerful because i think that's just like that album has like the smartest pop music ever yeah, or that tramp band rules, even.
0: Man. super tramp super great band yeah
1: super tramp are so awesome and like you know the logical song is just like such a smart kind of song about you know Like especially that one line, you know, then they took me away and taught me how to be, you know, clinical and intellectual and cynical and all that. And like, you know, as we were singing along to it and like laughing and stuff, it also like struck such a deep chord in me about, you know, all the stuff I had been thinking about at that point Mm -hmm. where, you know, our minds are so conditioned to be so overly analytical and critical of everything that we lose a bit of the kind of magic of just enjoying something in a moment. Yeah.
0: A lot of the time or a lot of the time I'll enjoy something and be like and just like instead of just enjoying it be like well why do I enjoy this right yeah which ruins it sometimes
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah and sometimes you and it's always kind of good to be critical and to think about those kinds of things but sometimes it also is a drawback yeah
0: all right well we fucking we filled that pretty well we're at an hour now cool all right (laughs) shall we shall we head out? I suppose so good I'll, I'll do some stuff while you while you set up that mic um, all right so if you want to follow along with us and, and sort of um um, check out the stuff that we were talking about. You can go to twoloudguys.blogspot.com where we'll have links to all the stuff that we talked about on this episode. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you'd like to email us with any questions or comments or what have you, uh, you can do that at twoloudguys, that's the word two, T-W-O, um, at gmail.com, so that's guys at gmail.com. Email us whatever the fuck you want. It's all good stuff. We like to hear the kind of stuff that you're into. Um, yeah, so this has been... What fucking day is it? July 17th. My name is Daniel Korn.
1: Corey Gardner.
0: And this has been Two Loud Guys. We will catch you next Monday, as per usual. One, two, three, four.
1: Too loud guys. Too loud guys. Bam!